my girl. There she is. My fat little angel. God, she's stunning. She is like a perfectly round sack of flour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You're my queen. <laughs> she doesn't know. She doesn't know. You it's don't even okay. know how beautiful you are, Scully. You know you're beautiful. Dana Catherine Scully. There we go. I think that you guys should add a crucifix to her pet collar so she can be more like Dana Scully. (laughs) I'm going to dye her hair red for Halloween. (laughs) I was going to go as Dana Scully once. I want to put a little suit on you. A little suit. Do it. Yeah. I already got her. I got her like a lion's mane collar. Oh. But whenever I put it on her, she does that thing where she can't stop backing up. Yeah. (laughs) Well, one time when Blue was like three years old, I got him a pumpkin outfit. And I put him in a pumpkin outfit. And he did that thing where cats get as flat as they can to the ground. I love that. Yeah. he. But he was so sad. She was crying. He couldn't get it off. Waldorf did that with Santa hats. It's sad. Yeah, Blue. I just All I wanted to do was put a cute red ribbon around his neck for Christmas. And same thing, mm-hmm. flat as a pancake on the ground, yep. crying. Flat as a flounder. Waldorf would do that with a Santa hat. And then last year or two years ago, I got uh, one of my mom's cats a skunk outfit mm-hmm. from Michael's Crafts. And he also got so flat that it was hard to get it off of him. <laughs> you know, but it's so cute. It's, it's so cute. Really cute when they And honestly, flat. if human children acted like that, I would like them They'd more. They'd be in costume 24-7. Yeah, and if, like, if you put a kid in a cute outfit and then they got flat on the ground and cried, I'd be like, this, I love kids. No, I w- not if they cried, but if they got flat on the ground and, like, couldn't move, I'd be like, all right, stay here. I, I actually, like, I say that, but I do love kids already. I and love them. I don't like them. Sorry. No, that's fine. I think I like them for I don't mind them reasons. if they're someone else's and I only yeah. have to interact for a small amount of time. But I don't like the obvious things like being on a train yeah. stuck next to a crying or screaming mm-hmm. child mm-hmm. who like very loudly is yelling at his parents. You know, I always like say to myself like that would never like I would never have a child that did that. Well, but like, of course you would. It's well, yeah, every of course. Child. You can't control it. But then I'm also like, I do feel bad for the parents, but I'm also like, there should be a separate thing for everything that's just for children where mm-hmm. I don't have to experience this. My main thing was when, like, when I was like... Why don't they have Metro North just for yeah, families child so car. I don't have to hang out with children? Child car. Yeah. Easy. When I, I was like, unreasonably um, angry. waitressing. Mm-hmm. People would come in with their babies mm-hmm. and like bring baby food and baby cereal and make a gigantic mess and then just leave it. Baby cereal? Yeah, they have these things that are like shaped like stars with holes inside of them. Okay. That are like softer than normal cereal mm. that babies just love. Great. Or you know what they love to do? They love to throw them everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, honest, uh, I know that my mother sometimes listens to this podcast. Hi, Mom. Hi. And she's going to, right now, as she's listening in the future, she's going to be like, you're one to talk because I have so many photos of me as a kid in a high chair with food everywhere. Oh, I'm sure everywhere. I do too. It was my MO to just have food in front of me 
take my open palms, slam them get into it. As it. far away from you as possible. Slam them, slam them, <laughs> slosh it about, throw it, and then wake up in the middle of the night demanding corn on the cob in the middle of winter. You, did you even have teeth? I don't even know. But I remember, and my dad drove for hours to find corn on the cob, and I probably had two bites and went to sleep. That, wait, why would he drive for there because no corn like, in the area? It was winter, dude. Yeah. Corn that's on the true. cob doesn't I mean, exist I wish the in Massachusetts no in winter. Yeah. Hi, baby. Oh my god, my cat Aww. is my baby. She's not my cat, first of all. <laughs> She's really cute. My baby. She looks a lot to me like Blue, only if Blue were here, he'd be messing with everything and lighting his tail on fire and Yeah. She does not no. like to walk around. This is her only thing she likes to do is lay on the bed, Baby. which is also my favorite thing to do. So yeah. we get along Like real mother, well. like daughter cat. Hi, my friend. Guys, welcome to, to That's the Spirit. Oh, hello. This is That's the Spirit. We constantly forget to introduce the podcast, but I feel like I don't care. Yeah, I mean, if you're listening, you know what it is. You understand what's going on. Yeah, you're fine. It's going to be like 45 hot minutes of cats, and Ooh. then 15 minutes We're of something get a spooky. Cool 10 to 15. Yeah. Yeah, look at her. There's my baby sleeping. Oh. Ugh. Eyes fully closed at this as point. As one who shall never have a biological child, this cat is as close mm. as I will come to shitting one out. Oh, God. <laughs> Bless it be. Look at her. There she goes. I know. This oh. podcast cannot just be observations of No, it can't. It can't. But, but there's someone should make that. Suffice it to say. Um, if yeah, somebody wants a forever fan, they can make a podcast, which is just live, like, they commentary on a Have a you ever listened thing. to the Purr cast? I have. I have. I have. Yeah. I mean. But no, I want, like, one person get. telling me exactly what a cat's doing for, like, an hour and a half. There's definitely some kind of ASMR on YouTube. For yeah, that. <laughs> for sure there is. Definitely makes one of I'll those. I'll just find it. And if not, you know, you know, I'll I'll fill the the need in the world. Yeah, you're fine. Um, really exciting news. What? We have a email. Oh my god, who blah, blah, us? Our new friend Emily. Hey girl, hi! Hey Emily. I think you came to us through well, it's no surprise to anybody that Robin and I are both gigantic fans of My Favorite, my favorite murder. murder. Oh my god, it's simply the best. The gold standard. Simply the Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I went really to good. see them live a uh, little less than a year ago. Just I Lucky. love them so much. I know. Yeah, they're they're just um a wonderful pair. And through that podcast, we have met this Emily. Well, I did a little self-promo. I'm so sorry. I don't think you should say you're sorry about anything. In hindsight, I am sorry because I hate being a shill. But I'm also like, you know, I'll do what I can. (laughs) I feel like we got to do more of that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm always in my... Share with your friends if you're listening. I always do things like think I'm networking, but I bring my business card to the wrong events. Like... Or give it to a Norseman. The on Norseman the train. who has not contacted me <laughs> via direct uh, personal email. <laughs> he yes, myself. <laughs> okay, what's he gonna do? Just uh, te- I don't know. All Honestly, right. though, I've been away in Vermont, which we'll get into all last week. So uh-huh. I haven't been on the train. Okay, fair. so you know, maybe he. I don't know. Absence makes the heart grow fond. Brought me his own business card and then didn't see me all week. And he's like, mm. is she dead? Yeah, probably. Probably that. Yeah. Anyway, Emily. Hey, girl. Hi. Her email reads, my, gor- 
Good start. (laughs) Good start. God. My ghost story, yo. Yes. I have a couple stories intertwined, and I haven't really shared my experiences with anyone else because I come from a super conservative family, and I didn't want to boil boil it down to pray about it. Yeah. Honey. Feel that. I understand. Anywho, I'm from North Illinois, and in the, in the summer of 2011, I joined a study abroad program with Wheaton College. Nice. I got to live in Costa Rica. Nice. Oh, the best. For sloths. the summer. Slots. While I studied Spanish. Hell yeah. Muy bien. All right. I don't know Spanish, so whatever hell yeah. I just before this podcast <laughs> told Robin that's the only high school stress dream I have that I, I miss Spanish all Yeah, year. taking a Spanish test. I lived with a roommate, two dogs who were always in the backyard, and a sweet old widower who only knew how to say coffee ready in English. Oh, that's all you need to hear. My husband. In English, which either meant coffee was ready or she was ready to go and we had to get in the car. Oh. Well, either coffee way. Coffee ready? It's good. That's fine. Yeah, either, either way, good message. About two weeks into my stay, I was exhausted and decided to head back to our condo and take a nap after classes. I got to my room at the end of the hall and fell asleep. Not long after, I woke up to the front door opening and the dogs barking, Uh-oh. followed by the front door slamming <gasps> no, shut. Oh, dogs, no. And the dogs whimpering and howling, <gasps> no. in all caps, what the shit? Oh my god, no, they know! Emily, <laughs> I got out of my bed and slowly walked to the front door, cheerily saying, hola! Oh no. That's what you have to do, though. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was the right thing to do. No one was there. But the dogs were laying down on their <gasps> stomachs, looking up like they had been scolded. Okay, I've seen every paranormal activity, and, and, and you know, I know what it means. Early tip, trust an animal. Okay. Yeah, seriously. Above all else. Whew. So I went cat. I don't trust her, but I love her. I do. I do trust her. Emily writes, so I went back to bed, shaking. Emily, what? Damn. You're brave. I hope you locked that door. You're brave. Yeah, I'd be up all night on Wikipedia looking yeah, at something Yeah, I would have grabbed those dogs and like, left. I guess I'm rewatching Arrested Development again. <laughs> this continued for a few more days. I'd go home. Oh, okay, so this same thing, she yeah. means, would continue for a few more days. Jeez. I'd go home. The front door would slam open and shut and scare me. No and then I'd go way. back to sleep. Guys, I love Ooh. sleeping. Even ghosts can't stop me. Yeah, I feel that. Totally. Yeah. We had a talk about how we yes. had to... N- nighttime is my time. Nighttime is my time. There yeah. was at least one time when I full-on thought this apartment was being broken into, mm-hmm. and I just resigned myself to it, and I was like, so be it, and I went back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I had that night where I, where I woke up and thought I smelled a fire burning down my house, and I was like, yeah. mm. If it's meant to be, it'll well, be. Well, I'll die cozy. This day was different, though. After I dozed off from the first incident, I heard a man's voice yell my name. (gasps) Emily! Fuck. No. And plow into my bedroom door, forcing it to fly open and slam shut. That was it. I left the house and went to find my roommate. Good girl. Good call. I emailed a friend, and her first advice was to pray, in quotes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. So like a good Christian girl, I did, and finally got my shaking self to fall asleep that night. Mm -hmm. I want to know what prayer you said, because I don't know any prayers. Can you send that to us? Yeah, please send that to me. (laughs) Anti-ghost prayer. Yeah. The nights that followed were easy, and I slept through the night and didn't seem to have any more issues. Yeah, Yeah, please do. I can read like it worked. for sure. Then, Uh. one night... It happened again. Mm. I was jolted awake by something 
something screaming my name and slamming into my door. No. But this time, the door stayed open. Oh, fuck that. I ran into the bathroom to take a shower and pull myself together because I was scared shitless. On my way back to my room, as I faced my bedroom door down the hall, Mm -mm. I could see a shadowy figure (gasps) with one knee up leaning against the wall in front of my door. Like a creepy cowboy from Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Oh, God. Ah! They could not pay me to go in that room. No fucking way. But good reference, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Oh, a strong woman. That's fun. Just waiting for me. I raced into my room, shut the door. Oh, my God. She went past him? Oh, I'd be like, well, I'm sleeping in the bathroom. I guess, yeah. I would have just been like, I'm never leaving the shower again. I raced into my room, shut the door, and put the TV stand in front of it. And that was it. Nothing else. But I was hella glad to go home after these scares. God damn. I had no clue what was attacking me then, nor do I know how. Nor do I know now. Oh. I also didn't have enough Spanish knowledge to ask if someone died in the house. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, in all fairness, it's better that you didn't ask. Um, let me try. Mortal, mortar, una persona en esta casa? That was pretty good. It's close, but it's not the right conjugations. Yeah, no. That means, like, to die person in house? (laughs) Yeah. Una persona... Muer- You've got, like, an Italian accent going. Well, maybe that's because of... You'll see. Okay. You'll see. Right. It's coming full circle. Sure. She ends, well, stay sexy and don't get woken up by ghosts. Aww, oh, I love you. I love that. Emily. Love- oh, Thank God. you. Thank you. Thank you. You are braver than both Damn. of us combined. Yeah, no fucking way would I be going I back into I would have been room. like everyone in Costa Rica. Um, coffee ready? Coffee fucking ready? Yeah. Get Guess in what? the car. Guess what? I don't care what time of night it is. Yeah. Have you ever seen that episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians where Chloe makes them go to find a special kind of coffee in the middle? <laughs> coffee ready. <laughs> you know what? That would have been me. I coffee been ready. Like, oh, my, my Uber like mm-hmm. carriage is here to take me. Oh, spirit me away to yeah. another land where I'm not living this reality. No. What a fucking nightmare. That's crazy. And also, a ghost knowing your name is especially yeah, spooky. I don't like that. I was listening we to... We haven't talked about one that knows people's names yet, I think. Well, I think that, in my mind, well, banshee I would, assume so. that it's a demon who's fucking with you. Oh. Yeah. That's Because, as we've discussed, a ghost normally won't... Like, I'm not actually convinced of that yet. No? No. Not yet. Well, Only because right. it didn't seem like... It seemed like Yao wants to scare you, which a ghost may. Yeah. It seemed like Yao maybe doesn't want you in that room, which a ghost may. Yeah. But no. it wasn't... It was actually, like, showing itself. Which yeah. I feel like a demon That's won't true. do. Until yeah, it's, like, it wasn't time like to take your soul. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I don't really know what I'm talking about. But I do... Don't you say that. Hey. You're a leading figure hey, now. in the world of demons and ghosts. Simply untrue. But you have a PhD in it. I did get a tattoo of a ghost this week. <gasps> guys! <laughs> guys! Did you have not I seen this? I don't think I posted that on our Instagram. You did, you did. Did I? Okay. Yeah, because I was yeah. very proud of that, that you had yeah. done it. Um, you gotta check it out. This tattoo is. I mean, is, I got a tattoo of a sheet ghost because oh, it's like my number one thing that I care about. Oh my god. And Robin has so many awesome tattoos, but. No, they're not awesome. And the best part about them is that after you have a certain number, they don't have to feel meaningful anymore. <laughs> However, though. However, this one was meaningful. This one's incredible. I care deeply about a sheet ghost. Who did it? 
Um, Mars Ho- Hobrecker uh, in Bushwick. He's I incredible. Believe. Incredible, incredible, incredible. Highly recommend. I will post a link. But also, yeah, every time, uh, pretty much every time somebody I love, like, goes through a bad thing or dies, I get a tattoo. So, yep. really got a real collection. Oh, <laughs> sad, sad. It is I will bad, say, though, I feel like in your life, your life in tattoos, everyone is like, like, you haven't had a bad tattoo in, like, years. <laughs> However, you. <laughs> your most visible tattoos are not good. They're not great. And I can say that to you because you know it. Well, yeah, I've thought about getting them covered up many times. That hops or you should, because it's cool. You just need to correct it. I know. I got to fix it. But I just, like, I don't want to have to get a cover-up because they're usually a lot larger than the actual tattoo is. Sure. But and they're so tiny. I know. And that's, that's why I'm like, I mean, maybe I'll just get them removed. That's your wrist. It's your inner wrist. It's going to hurt. That was, no, that was, like, the least painful spot I've ever gotten. A really? Yeah. Is it really true that... You thought you were getting your family crest tattoo, and it's actually the Armenian flag. No, they are. Or it's just the like same thing. The same thing. Okay, but it is true that Rachel and I were supposed to get matching tattoos yeah. of this bird that I have on my foot. Let's be honest. And then she did not want to get it. <laughs> uh, not only is it a bird, it is. It's a bird and a bee. It's a it's a robin. Robin. No, it's not. Are you sure? Well, are you be. sure that's not a robin redbreast? I'm not sure. I'm not. That's sure. a robin redbreast. I mean, it's a cutie. You have I a Robin tattoo it. on your. I love it, and you have it in your. I have room, a lot of your animals room. on my body. You got a bun. I got a bun. I got a cat. I've got two birds here. Yeah. I've got a butterfly within that. That sounds like I have a butterfly <laughs> tattoo, but I don't. It's like a grave tattoo. Well, I have zero tattoos. Well, I've you been in a tattoo. That. I've been in a in a chair mm-hmm. three times. And freaked out and got to go for it. I mean, this the sheet ghost. I mean, I had like a straight up like basically breakdown last week. And yeah. I emailed this this person and I was like, "Hi, I'm very interested in getting this design." I sent over a bunch of references and they were like, "I actually have an opening tomorrow if you want to go." And I was like, "Yep, I'm there." Yeah. So the trick is go Just before going. you can really think about it. It's not the pain because I have a un like an unnaturally high pain tolerance to the mm-hmm. point where like I, someone needs to be in charge of, t- like, telling me well, what to do Well, that's why I like tattoos, because I'm like, well, they make me feel a little bit of a thing. Yeah, like how we like haunted houses yeah, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Which, exactly. guys, nobody's giving us any great suggestions for haunted houses. I know. We, we did see that yeah. one at the McKittrick today, but it's, like, so expensive to go. It is highway robbery. It is a sin against God to charge that much <laughs> for a spook, okay? We all want to be scared. We all want to be scared. It's, and it's not like, fair to not have different price points. Given. Right. You know okay. what? Maybe we should just go to Greenwood that night. Let's just go to Greenwood Cemetery and see what yeah. happens. Speaking of cemeteries, sorry. Tell I, me. This is my, my segue into this thing I have to say. Please. So I was in Vermont this past week, mm-hmm. and I was doing this amazing hike um, around Lowell State, I don't know, park in this giant, wonderful lake, and it was gorgeous. And it comes to, like, the end of it, and I look up, and I see a wooden gate and a sign. I'm like, I wonder what that is. And it's up a hill. So I walk up, and it's Lake Lowell Cemetery. And I accidentally, as I always do. photos of this. Yep. Stumbled upon a Revolutionary War era. Amazing. Like, Potter's Field type grave place. And... Grave place. (laughs) Grave place. (laughs) place. (laughs) And I found this grave... That is at once 
my favorite grave. Oh my god! And the like face on this grave, the you guys. scariest <laughs> grave. It's. I mean, I will have to post it. It, it truly <laughs> and honestly looks like the Muppet that the Muppet. is Beaker's assistant. Yeah, the like me 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 me. No, Beaker's assistant. Oh, the, the little green like guy. the fat actual doctor. Yeah, with like yeah. the eyes closed together. I love him. Uh, Benson. Bun- Bunsen. Bunsen. Benson, idiot. <laughs> anyway, this grave is from 1779, and guys, I what a year. I am for sure haunted by this person because I just stood there and laughed in the face of this grave <laughs> for like five minutes because of this space. Look Ooh, at it. Look at I, it. God, look I at would. it. <laughs> It's like beautifully crafted. It looks okay. It's got a hair like when you're in the pool and you flip your hair back to do a Martha Washington. Yes, exactly. It's got the big eyes are uh, a third the size of its face and they're open like Ramona Singer going yep. down the catwalk. Yep. And then it's got the tiniest little mouth that's barely a slit and it's just chubby, the whole chubby thing. cheeks. And then there's just nobody. It's got a butt chin. It just goes right into wind. And this is one of the nicest like 1700 graves I've ever seen I'm in sure. my life. So well preserved, and it reads. It, it makes it even better because the inscription is one of the most badass. Tell me, I've ever what does read. It say? In memory of Mithu, I don't think this is a thing. M e f f i e u r. I googled it, it like four F's million used times. To be S's, uh, S's. so Matthew. it's Monsieur. Monsieur. Okay, James Anderson. So it's probably Monsieur. Maybe yeah, I'm making that up. Yeah, definitely it is. Um, son of Mr. David Anderson, who died January 7th, 1779, in the 21st year of his age. Then it goes on to read. All you who read with a little care, who walk away and leave me here, should not forget that you must die and be entombed as well as I. That's a memento mori, baby. Yeah. That's what my But then, like, imagine, is. like, this thing saying <laughs> I know, to that you. stupid fucking face. I love it. God, we'll I love it face. so much. It's really good. Um, it's yeah, so that's funny. just, like, a lot of graves have, like, as I am, so you will be, mm-hmm. basically, on them. Um, yeah. yeah, classic memento mori, but that face is especially dumb. <laughs> it's I insane. I really love it. It's really good. I just want, for my own grave, that mm-hmm. like shrouded figure hunched oh my God, over. From Greenwood, we have but to then, go see it. But then I want this inside of the hood. Well, it's I want someone to, to like it, look yeah. into it and then, oh! I want mine to have just like a little like possum weasel face in it that pops out. (laughs) Like it has like a a mechanical arm, makes it extend with a motion detector. So we're just like whoever takes care of the graveyard. It's I like have a separate account that Mm -hmm. I leave so you can just have weasels in my grave forever. Yeah. No, I would love a family of rabbits to live in my Mm -hmm. grave. We should try to get Sleepy Hollow to let us start our own mausoleum inside of it. We're going to have to save up for that. But yeah, yeah I of course yeah. would love that. That's fine. We can put a deposit down now. And just, I you know. also was in a graveyard this week <laughs> for a funeral. Aww. And no, the one actual funny part of it was that it's like, you know, you do the whole thing where you put the dirt on the grave mm-hmm. and my cousin is right there. So I like left a, a crystal on her grave. But... 
between my cousin's grave and her mom's grave, there's just some random dude. <laughs> like, they just filled that spot. How? And some completely random guys <laughs> between them. So you're what? just like, hello, okay, hi, stranger, hi. Like, it's just like a oh, nonsense no. lineup. <laughs> yeah. And it's I just guess like, like, how did this guy sneak in there? And it's like, well, I guess it's first come, first serve. He's just like a single man who liked the spot and was like, I'm just Right, and some guy's just like, yeah, put me wherever. I don't care. But it's just like, great. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Oh my god. So stupid. Well, I don't know. Yeah. (sighs) Feels good to laugh. Feels good to laugh. Feels good to laugh. Mm -hmm. Laughter is nature's medicine. I don't remember who, which of us told our ghosty first last time. I don't remember either. Okay. But let's just talk, we'll talk about what we're doing. This week, it's okay. a special theme. Yes. And it's curses. Da-da-da! Special for the curses. Halloween season. Oh my gosh, this is actually the last episode that's going to air before Halloween. Oh shit. Fuck. Oh, we totally biffed it. Happy Halloween. Do you have Happy that, Halloween. Do you have that ghost uh, microphone? Oh yeah, let me get it. Okay, good. Brief, brief pause. One moment, everyone. This is well worth the wait. Well worth the wait. Here it is. Happy Halloween! Your turn. (laughs) Really good. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween, everyone. Sorry that we totally fucking biffed it. Yeah. Oops. 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 It's been a stressful time. You know, it's Halloween's on a Tuesday. It's. I know. know. What are we supposed to do? I know. I know it. Um, Yeah, so we're doing curses this week. We are doing curses. And, I mean, where'd even start? Excluding the ones that personally apply to us. Yeah. 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 That's true. Um, That's true. But yeah, um, I'm just gonna pull up my little document here. Oh sure, sure. But there are so many. There are of them. so many. Like it was hard to pick, but it's impossible. Yeah, I feel pretty confident in what we chose. I was, I was, uh, you know, juggling back and forth between some. There was some cool Vermont ones I was gonna do, mm-hmm. but then I thought about the most prevalent curse in my life, mm-hmm. the one that. I heard about on like a weekly basis. Yeah. And that is the evil eye. Ooh, that's why I have this shitty Hamsa tattoo. I have this Hamsa ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Tell that's me about it. That's one of the kind I of talismans. I don't really know anything well, about it. Well, I would hear my whole life, anytime that any bad anything happened to me, instead of it being my fault or just like circumstance, my mom or my aunts would be like, that's the Maloik. Okay. Somebody put them a loik. Is on that you. a Greek thing? Italian. Oh, okay. So they'd be like, somebody put the maloik on you or the maloika, and they'd say it. They'd be like, it's the maloik. And the thing about it, I'll get more into this. I'll give a little back like history on it. But the evil eye can be anything. Like somebody hugs you a little bit too hard. It gives you too too like uh, like you know insist too much that you look so pretty. That's the evil really? eye. Yeah, somebody I looks that it at you was the wrong just way. Just like go on, like squinting no, at you. No, it's it's like a stare, like an and it's squinting. like jealousy and envy, okay. or wishing somebody ill will. 
Oh, then I give people that a lot. It, yeah, I mean, probably, yeah. <laughs> but you probably me, have to have a skill about it to actually inflict it. I don't even know, because it is in the lore, they say that people can give it unintentionally. Oh, no. Yeah. I apologize to everyone. So it's not Italian in, in origin, but most Italians do believe in this. Okay. As, like, it's superstition, which also, my whole family's, like, super Roman Catholic still, but most Roman Catholics I know are also really superstitious. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, it's caused by, it's placed on someone when someone else is jealous or envious mm-hmm. of someone else's good luck or good fortune. Okay. Yeah. Dates back to classical antiquity. Oh. oh it, right. it is referenced by, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to murder these names. Go for it. Hesiod. Calimachus, Plato, got that one. You did it. Diorotus, so far, Siculus, so okay. Theocritus, okay. Plutarch, yep. Heliodorus, mm-hmm. Pliny the Elder, yep. and Aeolus Julius. You did really good. I'm trying. Peter Walcott's Envy of the Greeks, 1978, listed more than 100 works by these and other authors mentioning the evil eye. Oh, shit. So even Plato was like, all this other, like, intelligent shit, blah, 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 also the by evil the way, eye's the real. Evil eye, yeah. yeah. Classical authors attempted to offer explanations for the evil eye. Um, one scientific ex- explanation stated that the, e- the eyes were the chief, if not the sole, source of the deadly rays... <laughs> That were supposed to string up like poison darts. Oh my god! From the inner recesses. Okay. Of a person yeah. possessing the evil eye. I mean, like when you're mad, do you not feel like poison darts are coming out of your eyes? Sure. Yes. Plutarch. I hope that's right. It is. Treated the phenomenon of the evil eye as something seemingly it's inexplicable that is a source of like wonder. And awe and, like, somebody wields this power and they aren't really in control of it and don't really understand it. Mm -hmm. But some, like, some people embrace the evil and then they they have control over their evil eye. The belief in the evil eye during antiquity varied across different regions and periods. It wasn't feared with equal ferocity in, like, every single place that it existed. Mm Mm-hmm. But in Roman times, people who, like, possessed the evil eye, um, they would be, it was, like, tribal. Like, a whole tribe would have one kind of ev- of evil eye that would be oh, like, oh, okay. this is, like, a sickness evil eye, or this is, like, a you stumble and die evil eye. Whoa. Yeah, and also they would all carry around different talismans to protect themselves against other people's evil eye. I like that. I mean, yeah, I do that, too. <laughs> I do that. I'm wearing like 40 yeah, of them right now. I wear a lot of them. Yeah, and you've got like tattoos of talismans. It's true. Or like I was talking about my student who has the scar talisman. Yeah. Against yeah. the fucking witch. Yeah, so in Italy, there's a bunch of amulets. They're known as cornicellos, cimaruta, or lunula. Mm, I don't know. Your Italian is Cornicello. Oh, I don't know. Translates to little horn. Also called the cornetto. Is a long, gently twisted horn-shaped amulet. I have one of these that I bought in Italy. It's made out of. I've seen those. Yeah. Normally, it's made out of like gold or something like that. But people wear those necklaces a lot. Yeah. Or yeah. they'll like put them in their cars or like mm-hmm. whatever. I have one, and it's made out of coral. So oh, like cute. horn part. Nice. Yeah. So it's pretty. 
Um, they're usually carved out of red coral, yep, or made from gold or silver. Um, the type of horn they are intended to copy is not a curled over like sheep horn or goat horn, but rather like the twisted horn of an African um, chili pepper. Oh, okay, so it's modeled on a pepper, not on a horn? Now, that's what the modern ones look like. However, I also read something that said that the horns are supposed to look like that of um, a horned goddess. Okay. That was in, like an ancient past sure. pagan god that was supposed to be able to protect against, I don't know, the evil eye. I mean, either way, sure. Either way, cool. So, one idea suggests that sexual symbols distract the witch, <laughs> you know, who's giving you the evil eye. Oh, okay. From the mental effort necessary to successfully bestow the curse. Like, she gets so horny that she can't curse you. I guess. <laughs> I, uh, I guess? I mean, yeah. I don't know if, like, that gentle horn representation is gonna do I'm it. just gonna do a small favor to us all and not interpret, but just read this next okay. thing. Sorry, go ahead. Don't apologize to me. Quote, another is that since the effect of the eye was to dry up liquids, the drying of the phallus no. resulting in male impotence would be averted by seeking refuge in the moist no. female no. genitals. No. I don't like it. No, 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 no. I don't like it. That's a like sign that. that's a that's a research sentence I read. I'm not saying these are my words, uh, but I am here to tell you guys the research. <laughs> and I don't like it. Can't change the facts. Can't change the facts. I don't like it. Uh, I don't even quite even understand what it means. I honestly was barely <laughs> listening except yeah. to the words that I hated. So there are some ways to, there's some like hand motions you can do to get to like ward off the evil Make eye. Make less horny or more horny? No, one is Wait. an actual horns. Like oh, okay. the rock on. Like okay. I'm at a heavy metal concert. Cool. Horns. Another is putting your thumb right here. Between betwixt the pointer and middle. I think it's called something like the fig position. And then and you're just what, like shaking it? doing this. Okay. Yeah, I think though it's supposed to be like a tiny little phallus. Oh no. I, I don't, don't like it, it but I don't like it. it's kind of like fun. It's fun until you know what it means. You don't like it anymore? I don't care for it. This is supposed to be like a good luck charm. Yeah, I don't like thinking of my thumb as like a stand-in for a dick. I think I don't know if that's true. I mean, don't don't take my word Literally for it. Literally, what you just said. I just thought because we were talking about phalluses and stuff, but I think it's what the is fig. a phallus? It's a little fig. <laughs> what is a phallus thumb but for a tiny dick? I don't know. <laughs> that was a wonderful sentence. Thank you. Yeah, it's good. I don't like it. So there was this Pope Pius the oh, whatever Roman numerals. Let me see. I-X-6? Nine? Nine? I don't know. Was dreaded for his evil eye and a whole cycle of stories about the disasters that happened in his wake. 
were current in Rome during the latter decade of the 19th century. Public figures of every type, from poets to gangsters, have had their specialized abilities attributed to the power of their eyes. Oh. So if you excel in life, it's because also you gave the evil eye to everybody else. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of paints everybody in a negative light. Yeah. But he can also do it. You can do it involuntarily. Right. So a lot of the time, too, and this is, like, a really popular one, a stranger will be like, what a beautiful baby. And someone will be like, and do this. Right, right, right. Because you don't want to have accidental the evil eye. Uh, Yeah, okay. Yeah. Or, like, people saying, God bless her. Like That's uh, where that's from? Wait. No, not after you sneeze. Oh, okay, sorry. Just, like, God bless you. Just being, like... Spit, spit. Horns. Dang. Get out of here. God, so paranoid. Yeah. It's it's pretty intense. So, yeah, there's a couple other things you can do um, to, like, diagnose yourself with the evil eye. And mm-hmm. my mother has, my family has done this to me <laughs> so to many To be fair, you times. are cursed. Very cursed. Yes. My mom thinks there's, like, a prolonged evil eye on me. From ages and ages ago. Yeah, probably. That I haven't been able to shake. So, old wives' tale slash absolute truth. To diagnose someone with the evil eye, have them drop three drops of olive oil in a bowl filled with water. I've seen this in a paranormal activity movie. I've seen this in my, I've done it so many times. If the oil forms the shape of an eye, the victim has indeed received the malloic. As the oil separates from the water... Make the sign of the cross, uh-huh. of course, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah. Then make the sign of the cross on both of your hands. Wait. Like this. Oh, okay. I see. As you do this, place your hands on the other person. So I think this is like the person giving you the, the diagnosis. Okay. As you do this, place your hands on the other person and say, Father, this prayer is being said for, insert name of victim. Stephanie. Robin, and I pray it works in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I just like that, like, I'm saying this prayer. It pray it works. It's not on me if it doesn't. Yep. You got to say that prayer three times. Mm-hmm. After that's done, both people must say, one our Father, one Hail Mary, and one glory be to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and forever shall be, world without end. Amen. Do you say that as if I have any idea what you are saying? You're just rattling it off. I'm like, you know that old, that old poem. Um, sometimes you can do this holding hands. It's known that this prayer is the most effective on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got yeah. a couple months. But of course, it'll still work any time of the year. Of course. Yeah. Um, so another thing that I've done and what I've heard is that you can do this, but you need to you need to have metal. So the way that I did it with my with my family was we'd have a bowl like a clay bowl like earth. Mm-hmm. Water, oil, and then a penny. Oh, yeah, you have told me about this. Yeah, and I think what everything that I was reading was like you take a needle and mm-hmm. stick it in the oil. But, but what we would like do, metal. I don't really know, but what we would do is put a penny in the oil and then see what happened. Okay. And then I also found out that there's a saying you could say that I'm going to try. Test it and out. And it is. Ochie contro. If you fucking Ochi crepa la in vida. Es giatone 
Pagliocci. If you curse my goddamn house. <laughs> I have a tendency to say a lot of curses in this room. What was that that you just uh, said? According to Google Translator, Steph, I eyes and that. eyes and eyelids in the eyes. God fucking damn it. It smashes the envy and strokes the eyes. Wait, what? Uh, Is it a protection spell or the opposite? Protection spell. It smashes the envy. It smashes it. I hate you so much. This can't be the real translation. <laughs> I'm sure you didn't say that. Eyes right, and still. eyes and eyelids in the eyes. <laughs> so bad at you. Another thing you can do is, uh, oh, this is another one, is you can do the whole thing with the oil, needle in the water, sprinkle it with three pinches of salt, which is something Yum. I do every time that I cook. Anytime I use salt, I just toss a bunch of it over, over my right shoulder. Okay. Um... Take a pair of scissors, jab them in the water three times through the oil drops. Take the scissors, cut the air above the bowl three times. The spell's been broken. What? Look, okay. I don't, I don't make yeah, the rules. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you probably have seen How? a lot of, like, hamsas, god's eye beads. Yes. Italian I horns. only know that side of it. I don't know anything about, like, anything yeah. that you were just saying. Also, you'll notice the symptoms can be like a stomachache, a fever, a headache, prolonged. Uh, what if you have those every day and t- forever? Then you have an evil eye. Mm. Definitely. I mean. Yeah. 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 There's also like one where you can do drops of wax in a bowl. Jupiter. Coal in a bowl. <laughs> drops, drops of Jupiter, my favorite song. That's a treasure. All right, keep going. <laughs> Keep going, singing drops. No. Are you sure, though? Are you I sure? Mean, no. Keep. Are you sure I shouldn't? God, I love it so much. Ooh, a classic. Yeah. Um, you can also use an egg. In Mexico and Latin countries, some parents use an egg. Yes, that's what it is in the Paranormal Activity movies. Mm. They pass the egg over the sure. child's body, commonly yes. a prayer said along with such as the uh, Our Father, and they mm-hmm. put the egg in a bowl beneath the pillow. The guy grabs the egg and smashes it in his hand. That's how you know he's a demon. Like, while his grandmother is doing the prayer on him. Oh, my God. I know. It's terrifying. Waste of an egg. <laughs> I mean, waste also of an like, egg is my screen. It's, re- <laughs> it's really funny to me that a demon's, like, afraid of an egg. I'm a little. We used yeah. to do those egg tosses. Yeah. Those were fun. Those I wasn't fun. afraid. So, you leave the egg beneath the pillow. Then you leave it oh. during the night and check to see Wait. If- you leave it under the pillow that you sleep on? Yeah, you put it in a bowl, you put your pillow on top of it, oh, you sleep okay, on top okay. of it. Oh, okay, okay, so you don't just throw that egg under your pillow. No, no. Okay, okay. No, 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 no. Be a mess. I mean, yeah. Um, you check to see if the white is foggy in the morning. So did the, pe- did, did the egg cut? Okay. If it is, the child was affected by the evil eye. This method also cures the evil eye at the same time. <laughs> oh. I so either way, like, you're good? <laughs> yeah. Cool. I every single night I'm gonna put a, a bull egg under my pillow just for gonna add up, dude. I don't know. I'll just subtract one egg from the eggs I eat per day. How <laughs> many eggs are you eating a day? That's, yeah, none. You fucking weasel. <laughs> <laughs> ah! uh, another one is to find a, a six-sided mirror and you simply hang oh. it on the door in front of a window. You say that as if everyone has one. You gave me one. A six-sided mirror? My scrying mirror. No, that is not six-sided. Is it octagonal? No, a six-sided mirror is the shape of a cube. It's a dice. This? Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, I was picturing like six-faced Like like a hexagon. Okay. Not like six-faceted. That's what I thought you meant. 
No, it's just a hexagon no, in like here. Nobody has a cube that's... And then you just simply, you just, like, you just hang it on a door. Oh, well... And this, right. the, the last tip is use a healer. Great. Oh, my God. That wiki how <laughs> image of a healer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Ooh. that's basically it. I used a lot of a, a lot of information from an amazing source. I'll tell you right now. Mm-hmm. That source is... Wikipedia.com. I mean, it is, but also Raven Grimasi from her website called Italian Witchcraft. Oh, hell yeah. So thanks, Raven. Oh, my God. Yeah. And well, I can say you first, like, anything. Like, oh, I have, an eye, I have, I have like, an ear infection. I, I think that both of good. us just have a permanent one that nothing's going to fix. My mom has, in all seriousness, been like, Stephanie, you've got the Maloik. You need to come home. You need, yeah. to, you need to be careful. I mean. You need to be careful. She's not wrong. You've had a lot of misfortune befall you. Yeah, but it's always been, like, very strange. Like, what, Very off-the-wall misfortunes. Well, you had um, MRSA. I did. I did. And I just a lot of other parts. my foot amputated. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I don't want to say this, but for a while, Steph had to milk her foot. <laughs> and I say that with yeah. utmost respect for yeah. our audience, but yeah. also I don't want you to think about it too hard, yeah. but that's what MRSA does to you, okay? That's what I, and by milk, I mean, Ugh. if only it were milk. Oh, stop! Okay, no. I can't think Way about too it more gross. than we've already discussed Honestly, it. though, there was a time when, like, I had to go into the doctor and be like, I don't know if I'm going to leave with, with or without my foot. Mm-hmm. That was horrible. Around the same time, you also had, like, a bad burn and bed bugs and... Yeah, I was in a shower once that uh, the water came on uh, boiling, mm-hmm. third-degree burns in the back of my back. Yeah. Back of my back. Back that back. What was that third thing you said? Um, bed bugs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's just a, you know, that's just a regular human plague. Everyday horror. New York City. As my therapist would call it, everyday suffering. God, Whenever, like, bad things therapist, stop dude. happening to me, she's like, now it's just back to everyday suffering. Ha 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 ha. Wow. Like, You're not wrong, but. What? I bet. don't have to say it like that. <laughs> I don't like her. I haven't liked her for the six years you've had her. I like her, like, as a friend at this that's point. That's not like, what it's <laughs> supposed to be, dude. She's not good at it. No. No. Come on. But she's super cheap and doesn't like this podcast. Thinks it's weird. She doesn't think about it at all. Didn't you tell her like one time and she was like what? Yeah, and she was like, All right. Whatever. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, that's fine. It is like a big part of my life though. Okay. It's like my life's work, so <laughs> <laughs> mostly I just go in and cry because I know that's what she wants. Yeah. That's the so opposite it's like a dog of me. doing a trick. Yeah. For me, I'll go into therapy and be like, I'm great. See, I've, I've done all of my therapy homework. Mm-hmm. I've, like, pretended to do all the stuff you told me. And aren't I, a good, aren't I a good, like, student of this therapy? Well, as we were talking about before, we have vastly different views on being a student. Yes. Whereas yes. mine is, I don't care and I've never cared. And I'm just like, if I'm late, I'm crying. And if I don't get an A, everything is over. As I said, off mic, when you come down to it, we work at the same place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nothing. And, and one neither of us way. did way less work, and yeah. it was me. And that's not at all to put down all of your years of schooling. I deeply respect your Thank hustle you. and your hard work. Thank you. But I will say, to my credit, I did the bare minimum, and, you know, I, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, no, of course you are. It's never about that. For me, 
I'm always just like, oh, nerd. And I have like a biological imperative to do my best or else I am I shamed. I'll never understand. I wish I didn't feel this way. It's I mean, very yeah. intense all the time. It seems stressful. It's not good. Yeah, it seems like it's stressful. It's not good. I wish I could like half-ass something, but I can't. Oh, it's the only way I can do it. I can't do and it. And even then for me, I'm like, this is too much. Imagine whole-assing everything and it's not even enough. No, that's why last week when I had like three things, I was like, I'm shutting down. Yeah. I'm going off the grid. Yeah. I couldn't do it. But I anyway. get that. I get that. Do you have a curse for me? Oh, you better bet your bottom dollar. Yeah. I got a curse for you. So I was going to go with, um, like, theatrical, like, movie curses at first. Because, you like know. Like what? Like poltergeist. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Sure, sure. And then, like, classic like, Shakespearean curses, like, break a leg, that kind of thing. Or Which, saying, good luck. Macbeth. Oh, Macbeth. Right. Which, I'm sorry, I do have to say, I didn't believe in that. Okay. I said it in tech for a show that I was doing at Williamstown. Uh, There was set pieces, uh, like props that were rigged up in the rafters. Mm -hmm. In the middle of a scene, some of them fell on me. Oh, shit. (laughs) From very high up. Oh. And people were like, yeah, like, (gasps) Because they thought that it was a light, which oh are like... Oh, my God. It was fucking hundreds of, like, yeah. yeah, which I would have been dead. Yeah. And I just remember it was silent, and my director's like, everybody take five. Oh, my God, and, dude. Uh, since then, I've been... Well, we should talk about theatrical scared. curses at some point then. Haunted theaters are one of my top yeah. favorites. Okay, so we'll... That'll be a whole episode. Subject. Oh, yeah. yeah. But... I'm going to do my personal favorite curse, and it's not just one, a series of curses. Yes. The Curse of the Mummy. (gasps) Starring Tom Cruise. No, not starring (laughs) Tom Cruise. I even wrote as the opening (laughs) paragraph here, my personal favorite Brendan Fraser movie. Yes. And one that I'm sure you and our listeners are familiar with, Mm -hmm. The Mummy. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I wrote, obviously not the Tom Cruise one. That one is garbage. Also, though, you don't like George of the Jungle? You know that I like George of the Jungle, Just but it's checking. not my favorite. Okay. Okay. I did go see it for a birthday party, for one of my birthday parties. That's I'm a good one. I'm pretty sure. And also, he was in that one about music. <sighs> You've lost me there. Long hair. Steve Buscemi was in it. No. I don't know that. They, like, hold someone ransom. I don't know. It's fine. It doesn't matter. George of the Jungle. Continue. No, not George of the Jungle. The The Mummy. mummy. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously a main theme of The Mummy. Guys, if you haven't Mm. seen The Mummy, Mm. drop what you're doing right now (sighs) and watch The Mummy. It's really good. A classic racial vice. We watched it last year. I love that movie. It's really good. It's so good. And The Rock is in the sequel. Oh, so good. Scorpion King? Come on. Yes. Okay, so obviously a main theme is action and adventure and mm-hmm. swashbuckling and romance. Swashbuckling. <laughs> romance, blah, blah, blah. What really kicks it off is, I believe it's Rachel Weiss, mm-hmm. unwittingly unleashes an ancient curse. Wait, does she? Mm-hmm. I thought it was those, like, people who... The people who are, like, after the gold. Well, she reads something out loud from a book. 
and it's <sighs> a curse. That's mm-hmm. why you should never teach women to read. You literally just read out loud a thing that we don't know the definition of. I'm obviously of. joking. I'm a woman. I'm literate. I'm just saying you did the same thing that I she really did. did. I really did. I really did. I really did. But unlike her, I don't know Italian. Or Egyptian or anything. She didn't either. That's why she read it, dude. I thought she was a scholar she in the movie. She didn't know what she was reading. No, uh, she she owns a library. I don't know if mm. she... Uh, look, doesn't matter. It's been a while since I watched it. Also, it's a fake movie, so like, it's okay. Fine. Okay, hey. sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, well, anyway... Yeah. She unleashes something that Egypt is renowned for, ancient curses. Amazing. Specifically, the curse of the pharaohs. Yes. So... It's not just one curse. It was a thing amongst the pharaohs and other just Egyptian peoples in ancient times. How many of them weren't, like, put in sarcophaguses oh, and pyramids? I think, oh, in pyramids? Every, not everybody. No. That was, like, a no. special thing. In pyramids, it was a very special thing. Like, but embalming, Valley of the Kings. I think embalming and being wrapped up like a mummy was incredibly common. Like, cremating, basically, is okay. now. Was but, it the only choice? I wonder. Um, it might have been. I actually don't know. I would choose it. I did not do too much research on the art of mummification. That's fine. It's not the topic. Though I should have. It's not the topic. It's good. But, I mean, the curse is used specifically to protect mummies, uh, pharaohs or otherwise, against intruders or those who would disturb their burial sites, including grave robbers, archaeologists, or general intruders. So, like, so, accidental, like, oopsie. Yep. You can trip it yeah. even if you don't know what you're doing. Oh, Were so, they booby-trapped? Um, I read a thing that said, like, that's a myth made mm. up for, like, an Indiana Jones type thing. Sure. So, yeah. it's possible, but, you know, it's unlikely. I feel like probably booby-trapped were, like, like, let's put a giant rock in the Right. In the way of this. And I think it's more likely that, like, a thing that was a sturdy bridge when it was built was an accidental booby trap later because it was, yeah. like, rotten wood. Sure. Um, most of the curses involve bad luck, illness, or death, as well as ill-fated coincidences and, distru- and disruptions. Almost all of them occurred in private tombs of the Old Kingdom era, and most generally say that those who disrupt a pharaoh's tomb will, quote, Meet death by a disease that no doctor can diagnose. Oh. Which, to be honest, whenever that quote was written, that was probably a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, that was like every disease. Um, yeah, like at least 50%. Uh, one of the earliest reports of a curse in action was the story of an explorer and soldier named Walter Herbert Ingram. Mm. Ingram was in Egypt in the late 1800s volunteering as a sort of mercenary during an Islamic uprising. Before returning home to England... He bought a mummy case Don't in do Luxor. Walter? Yeah. Bad call. Walter? And not only that, the mummy case, which had a mummy inside of it, of oh course, my God. was said to have a fearful inscription containing a curse on it. What? Did Doubling, anyone know what it said? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you. But, like, on top of already being, like, cursed because of that, he doubled down on his bad luck because he was haggling with the dude selling it and refused to pay the price the guy wanted to, and he fucking ripped him off <gasps> and then walked away with the mummy. Wow. Yeah. So it is claimed that the inscription said that whoever disturbed the body of this priest, the mummy, should himself be deprived of a decent burial, he would meet a violent death, and his mangled remains would be carried down a rush of waters to the sea. 
Wow. Some sources also say the curse got even more specific, saying that uh, the person who, who took the mummy, quote, would be killed by wild beasts in a foreign land and that his bones should find no resting place. Shit. Well, it may come as no surprise then that Ingram died by being trampled to death by an elephant while he was on vacation, which then stood guard over his dead body, wouldn't let anybody near it, and before anybody could get to it, the floodwaters and heavy rain washed it away, fulfilling (gasps) the prophecy. Both prophecies. Mm -hmm. Both versions. Yeah. That is incredible. Uh, A fun fact that you will enjoy is that Ingram and his, like, close partner, who he worked with on everything, as well as... Almost, like, everybody I could find who worked deeply in Egyptology were members of the Ghost Club. Hell the yeah! Club that we are. They've been sending us all these emails being like, here's our next excursion, and we're like, we I know, live in America. I forwarded it to Kiri, and I was like, please join this club. Oh, God. It's so I know. Ugh, guys, if you were in the UK, join Ghost Club. I if you're not in the you. UK, join Ghost Club. Join Ghost Club just for the emails, but yeah. especially if you're in the UK, oh, please go to a meeting. Please do it for me. So, um, myths and rumors surrounding Egyptian curses started gaining popularity after Howard Carter's team suffered a ton of mis- misfortune after opening Tutankhamun's tomb. Don't do it. In late 1922. Near the door to the tomb, a foreboding inscription read, quote, Death shall come on swift wings to him who disturbs the peace of the king. Nice. And the curse seemed to take effect almost immediately after sure. they opened it. Yeah, swift um, wings. Swift wings. Literally the same day that they opened it up, Howard Carter's pet canary was attacked in his apartment in Egypt and eaten by a cobra, which is the symbol of Egyptian monarchy. And I think that a cobra is maybe on Tutankhamun's Yeah, right here it says it's also the symbol worn on King Tut's headpiece. Fuck, dude. Yeah, that is so day. cool. I know. I mean, I'm, I, I'm sad the canary, the canary sure, is dead, of course, but that symbolism that. is But, amazing. yeah, I know. Um, oh, that is so cool. Isn't that crazy? Um, an English novelist and mystic, Marie Corelli, wrote a piece for New York World Magazine in early 1923, stating with confidence that dire punishment was to follow the disturbance of King Tut's and any other sealed tombs. Mm. Within two weeks of opening it, one of the members of Carter's team, Lord Carnarvon... And I hope I'm saying that right. I don't know. I mispronounced every single, every single thing I said today. Don't worry. Okay. Lord Carnarvon, Carnarvon died of blood poisoning. This made Jesus. literally the world. This was like the biggest story. This was like tabloid news in the world. Everybody was flipping the fuck out about this. Because he died like, of sepsis? Curse, 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 curse. Or he died of a curse. Well, because they were like, of course he died. Right after this mm-hmm. opening, curse. Benito fucking Mussolini, who was apparently very superstitious, had been given the mummy as a gift, Don't and it was that. living in his palace. And he, as soon as he heard that this guy died, he was like, "Get this the fuck That's out of right. here!" Yeah, and kicked him out, and ended up he lived for like twenty more years, so wow. he was fine. But, yeah, it, the news spread around the world, like, immediately. They were like, guess what? This curse is real. What? And uh, people were chiming in left and right. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, another member of Ghost yep. Club, um, fed into the idea of the spirit of the king taking their vengeance on Lord Carnarvon and the rest of the team. A source who was present 
during the actual opening of the tomb had watched Lord Carnarvon laughing and joking while entering the tomb and remarked to a reporter nearby, I give him six weeks to (gasps) live. And so it came true. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but the blood poisoning that had caused his death was initially spurred by a mosquito bite on his left cheek. I was going to say. Which he later accidentally cut while shaving, which then got infected and led to his death. Supposedly, the doctor who they hired to carry out the autopsy on the mummy of King Tut found a corresponding lesion on the king's left cheek. They had matching wounds oh my God. in the same place. Robin, full circle? Mm-hmm. That's how I got my sepsis. Well, guess what, dude? You're Only cursed by the mummy. it was a mosquito bite on my toe. Oof. And then I scratched it, and then it got... It'll fucking get you. Fucking fleshy Guys, disease. hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. Put it on everything. Don't go swimming in a lake after that happens to you. Oh, or ever. Just yeah. Um, an editor named Bruce Ingram, no relation to Walter, was a friend of Howard Carter's, and was gifted, I'm pretty sure by Carter, a relic of a mummified hand wearing a scarab bracelet with an inscription that translated to, Cursed be he who moves my body, to him shall come fire, water, and pestilence. Soon after receiving the gift of the mummified hand. Wait, it's just a severed mummified hand with a scarab? with a scarab bracelet on it. Yeah, and he was like, oh, cool. Um, So, like, after he got that, pretty soon after, his house burned down, and then was followed by a flood immediately after it was rebuilt. Wow. So he decided to send the hand, the hand back to Egypt. Good decision. Good call. Yeah. Um, all That's all, like a whole thing, too, of like not having mummies leave Oh, my God. Egypt. Yeah. They Put don't back. want to be like kidnapped from their resting place. Yeah. Um, yeah. All in all, there are over 10 deaths total attributed just to the opening of King Tut's tomb including several people who understandably fell ill with malaria or fevers. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, but a couple who were poisoned, shot, or died inexplicably. Wow. Yeah. Uh, all of them died shortly after coming into contact with the actual mummy or even just artifacts from within the tomb. Wow. And it's not just this one tomb. There are plenty of other stories of Egyptian objects or relics cursing people to suffering or death. In 1971, an archaeologist uncovered a small statue of the Egyptian god of death, Osiris. Mm-hmm. He took it back to his office with him, went into the use the bathroom, and almost immediately after entering, his assistant started hearing him scream and wail and found the archaeologist clutching the sink's basin, looking traumatized, staring at nothing, unable to move or speak. What? He never recovered from that paralysis. He died the next day. Oh! <gasps> In 1972, some relics from King Tut's tomb were sent to the British Museum to honor the 50th anniversary of its opening. The director of antiquities at the museum in Cairo, who helped mail out the relics, died the night after he mailed the relics out, as did three of the men working on the aircraft carrying the relics who came into direct contact with them. Yep. People have also reported having... Events happen the same day every year that they came into the con- in, into oh contact with the relics, God. including at least one guy said that he had a heart attack every year on the same day as he interacted with this relic until one year it finally killed him. And in 2004, what? a German tourist stole a relic from the Valley of the Kings in Egypt, where all the pyramids are. And upon returning home, was overcome with a fever and paralysis and died shortly after. Following his death, his stepson 
sent that shit back to Egypt. That's right. Convinced it was cursed. So the moral of this story is don't steal shit. Oh, my God. And respect mummies. Respect fucking mummies. My <gasps> Also, if you have a... If, if it gives you a warning, mm-hmm. heed the warning. Heed that warning, you fucking dummy. Swift wings. My dad used to tell you. me that... And this must have been from a movie or something. That, but when we would be in a museum with mummies, he would be like, there's a curse that you cannot say out loud or else the mummies will come to life and oh, yeah. get you. And I would be like, what is that? <laughs> and he would just go, nebit, nebit, onksanamen. And I would be like, <laughs> But, like, did he just make that up off the top of his head? I genuinely don't know. Do you want to do a quick Google? No. No. I don't know how to spell it, and I don't, I don't want, want to, to know what it means. Yeah. I don't want to ruin the mystery. I don't want to But, like, I like to, like, like gently whisper that any time I'm near a mummy. I'm just like, You have to be near the mummy. We're definitely cursed now, though, because, like, like that one guy who was laughing and chuckling near Tutankhamen, I did that to that one James's grave with the funny face. I did that straight up to that grave. Okay, but his thing just said, like, remember, you're going to die. It didn't say, like, I dare you to laugh because I'm going to kill you. I'm going to find you, and I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to predict how you're going to die. That's true. Like, Egypt (sighs) curses are some strong shit. Yeah. And also, like... (sighs) They just put so much effort into the afterlife and I know, dude. securing that tomb. That one photo of the rope that's securing the tomb that's hold, holding it shut yeah, yeah. that looks like a skeleton mm-hmm. hand made of rope. I'll post that on our Instagram. It's um, amazing. It's fucking terrifying. But, but yeah, I do love, they were deeply like, invested. That's my favorite part of the museum is like it's going the to see money and going to see cool stuff but also i do want them to be put back i mean sure wait are you talking about the met or natural history i don't remember where i've seen mummies okay i've seen some in london i've seen some probably here i don't know okay i don't remember what mummies i've seen wow also, they All right. like share them around the world right they do send them around yeah. the world yeah yeah um, King Which Tut has like, traveled everywhere. I feel like at some point it may be like, okay, well, this is like kind of fun. Like, yes, I'm disturbed, but like I'm seeing so much in the world. And well, just like why not reinter them? You know, mm-hmm. just put them back. Make that a museum. Make, make the pyramid the museum. Yeah, yeah. I don't really, I mean, yeah. I I don't know. I guess I'm not like an Egyptologist or a museum specialist, but I feel like, why not, like, keep them on their yes. home turf? And just in case any of you are wondering, neither of us neither are Neither of us are archaeologists. I know. I know we Shocking. sound like it, but I'm not an anthropologist. I'm not yeah. an archaeologist. Mm-hmm. I don't have a degree in um, ancient bones. Maybe you should go back to school for a bunch more years. I think I should. I already told you, I definitely am going to get a PhD. I know. You should get an an Egyptology. Probably should be in Egyptology. (laughs) Honestly, then you'll be Rachel Weiss. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'll have to get like a full body transplant. No, you just have to get your hair to be like four foot long and like perfect share curls. You know, that's like the one thing I actually am not capable of doing. No, you can do it. Get a weave. I got a weave that one time. For like two days. Okay, that's only because it hurt so much. Yeah, but it was for just two days. No, it was for, like, almost a week. All right. I'm still proud of you because I couldn't do that. It's very painful. Yeah, it looked it. It looked very painful. I was a fool. But it was very beautiful. You, you know were very beautiful. No, I deserved being stuck with it because... I'm glad you tried. I didn't... 
I wasn't ready. Guys, today's podcast has been brought to you by Divining wine Rod. The Divining Rod by Mark Mondavi, winemaker and water witch extraordinaire. Great. And I'm not just saying that. It's on the label. I did not see that, but I appreciate it. Right, Yonder? Oh, yeah. Water witch extraordinaire. Yeah. I wonder if he's related to Robert Mondavi. Maybe. Um, also, by the time this comes out, um, we are going to be on public access TV this very night. Mm-mm. No? No. We're recording the week it tonight. after? But probably the week after. Okay. Well, what's the show called that we're going to be on? It's going to be great. It's Max and Natalie Live. Okay. They're two great, great old pals, guys. They have a public access show. It is so funny. I cannot speak highly enough of it. It's going to be great. I love it so much. They are two of the wildest, funniest, crazy people. And they also have an amazing web series called The Weekend Detectives. It's incredible. But we're going to be hanging out with them. It's going to be a blast. I'm personally nervous because here it's just my voice. There it's my whole body and face. I know. I'm I'm also really nervous. I'm going to wear my pizza costume even if it's after Halloween. I don't care. I have to. It'll be on Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, yeah. So it's costumes are fun. To honor the dead, you wear a slice of pizza. Oh, I am nervous, but we'll post a link to it. Um, we hope you watch it. Um, definitely do email us more fun stories. Please, that's a spirit podcast Thank at you gmail.com. Again, Emily, that was incredible. We love you, Emily. We love you very much. Um, tweet at us at spiritpod on mm-hmm. Twitter. My tip is to always uh, sleep with an egg under your pillow. Ugh, that's such a bad tip. Put it in a bowl, at least. Yeah, if you, if you got to. But also... I don't know. I don't like that. You just sleep with it under your pillow, eat it in the morning. No, I don't really like eggs, so I guess that's why I'm so anti. I love an egg. I love an egg. Delicious. My tip, well, tip number one, get a cat. Mm. Whoever you are. Goes without saying. Get a cat. Um, My other tip, um, don't take a relic. Don't take anything from anywhere. Don't think it's cool to also just take a hand. I mean, don't just, like, loot don't yeah. take something. It's don't like loot a person's body. Like, I know we've talked about Dudleyville, bef- Dudleytown before, mm-hmm. and like a whole thing of it is that like people will take a rock from there and then realize like oh bad things won't stop happening to me. Like just don't take shit from anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't mm-hmm. steal anything, even if it's a rock off a beach. Yeah, don't take it. And you know, and even just like respect. Like spooky things, like Robert Have the doll. Some goddamn like, respect, people. You know, you gotta ask permission yeah. for these things, and you're not gonna get it. You're not. So no. just don't steal stuff. Yep, don't steal. We'll see you in hell. We'll see you in hell, you guys. We love you very much. We love you very much. And we'll see you next week. Happy Halloween. Bye.